so that's how my new life as a refugee started. So we lived in Kenya, lived in Egypt, went to America. Um, and my entire you know, journey has all been about one thing, is to find freedom. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth until tomorrow. No Code becomes the next big skill that changes the future of humanity. That's what I'm all about. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz and from an ethical hacker to European Ivy League business graduate to a hypnotherapist to a growth marketer, I've lost everything twice and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. The No Code Wealth podcast and newsletter are for the makers and founders who have the proactivity, perspective and persistence to go on this journey with me and get from experts as well as the experiences of other makers, the answers about money, marketing, and mindsets, so that makers become earners, earners become founders, and founders get freedom and create wealth. My guest today is someone highly respected. His name is Nido Abdo, a high-level business growth consultant from a refugee to Boston to Dubai, from the University of Massachusetts to seven-figure coaching. Nido is also a family man who loves playing soccer. Nido will share the most practical tips, insightful lessons, and workable plans that will change your business today. Nido, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, my friend. I'm absolutely honored, glad and floored to have you here today. And the first thing is to give a bit of background. Can you share your story, the story that made you the Nido we love today? Uh, great. Um, yeah, so, you know, every story has a, a part of a struggle, a tragedy, and then th that's what makes the triumph uh, meaningful, right? So I grew up uh, in Somalia, and then after you know, uh, the barbaric civil war that we had to deal with for the past 30 years, my family and I were fortunate enough to escape by taking one of three boats into the Indian Ocean. We got lost in the ocean. And basically, you know, what was supposed to be a three-day three journey, it turned into a nine-day journey, uh, you know. And then just before we got there, we got hit by a storm. And basically, two of the three boats capsized. And I was fortunate enough to be on the one that made it safe. Uh, so that's how my new life as a refugee started. So we lived in Kenya, lived in Egypt, went to America. Um, and my entire, you know, journey has all been about one thing is to find freedom, right? Uh, when you're oppressed, when you feel like everything you've worked for, uh, everything your family's worked for has just been taken away. Um, and you have to rebuild from scratch, you know, it's, it's a tough place to be in, but at the same time, those are the struggles that make you who you are today. You know, those are the struggles of the failures, the, the sleepless nights, those, you know, all these demons that you're fighting. And finally, when you make it and finally, when you figure things out, 
it just kind of makes it uh, much, much more meaningful. So today I've been able to not only break through and find my own path, but I'm even more passionate about helping others do the same. I love that. And I know you do a lot of work on social media, especially on mindset. And some people might wonder, you know, since you're a real, real expert when it comes to business and growth and getting companies to that stratospheric level that they only dream about, why is mindset such a big component of what you talk about? And what are some of the recent lessons that you try to share with your audience? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, you see, the thing is, Abdelaziz, every entrepreneur, not just entrepreneur, but we as humans, we all have dreams. We all have goals. But what ends up happening is that they, they tend to become foggy, right? And when they become foggy, it doesn't mean that your dreams are no longer there. You just can't see them anymore. And, and you know, the reason that they get foggy is because doubt sinks in uncertainty comes alive inside you you know maybe you fail a few times maybe a few people tell you you know you're crazy for trying so all of a sudden this person who had that dream who had that goal who had a certain skill to achieve something great they're kind of backpedaling so what i learned is that you know most of the time people fail not because they don't have the skill the skills are out there information is out there we live in an age today where you could literally log into so many different devices and get the answers or get the solutions for almost anything you're looking for but that's not the problem the problem is the mind right and and if the entrepreneur can't see that no you know even though there's a fog there but that amazing dream that they had is still out there you know on the, on the other side and that fog is eventually going to disappear and the sun is going to come shining and you're going to have that beautiful vision that you had and you know and watch it come into fruition then there's no strategy in the world that can help that person succeed so for me you have to fix the mind first before that everything else will follow i agree 100 percent, and in many ways the biggest bottleneck or limitation to us getting to the success we want is the mindset and the mind. And I remember you told me privately about a story where you saw in yourself and discovered how all your limitations were in your mind and it was actually destiny or an unfortunate event that led to you discovering what you're capable of. Can you speak a bit about that and share that story? Uh, yes, absolutely. So, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, my father was a, a T, you know, he, when we were back home, he was a vice minister, but then finally when he went to the States, he had to start over, you know, so he became a teacher. Uh, and my mom was a stay at home mom. So we were like at a fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 per year household. That was our lifestyle. Um, so when I became an entrepreneur, and when I started, you know, like I never, no matter how big my dream was, I was never able to see beyond fifty dollars to $60,000. Because even when I came to my parents and I had these big dreams, they were like, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, nobody makes that kind of money. You know, uh, you don't, don't dream too much. You know, don't dream too big. You'll be disappointed. So that was kind of my limitation. I didn't know it at the time, obviously, but it was already ingrained within me. Now, my first project when I started working with my mentor, um, you know, we did this campaign. I did a lot of the work in this campaign. And when the campaign was uh, completed, he was very thrilled. He came to me and he gave me $200 cash. 
I remember going back home to my wife. I'm like, like this is the best boss ever. Because at the time I was making a little over $700 a week after taxes. So I was thrilled that he gave me $200 because that meant a nice steak dinner for us you know, over the weekend. And then a few weeks later, we're going to see our consultant. And he calls me over while we're at the airport having dinner. He says, Nito, I'm going to tell you something, but do not share this with the rest of the team. I said, all right, what's up? What's up? He says, that campaign we just did, we did $2.2 million uh, and net it after, you know, marketing expenses, all that stuff, and net it $870,000. Now, my mind literally just blew, right? Like, I'm like, wait a second. Uh, first of all, I was like, like I told you, I'm like, well, and you know, I'm like, and you only gave me $200. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I, like, I kind of had that thought internally. But the second part, I was like, people work a lifetime to make this kind of money. And we just made this in a few days. And more importantly, I know the process of how this is done. So now I knew what was possible. But here's what, you know, the second thing I started to struggle with. I, I didn't think it was possible for me, Right. So you might see somebody who can make a million dollars. You could even help that person make that million dollars like I did. But you just don't think it's possible for you. Now, I struggled that with that part for the next couple of years. I've made millions. I've had other clients who paid me okay, but then I was making them millions of dollars. But then one day, my leg broke <laughs> playing soccer, uh, and then I was forced to literally you know, step aside for three months and then that's how I started to work on my own projects. And finally, because I was forced in that tough situation, I had to find means to support my family. And that's when I finally started to believe in myself and my capabilities and started to, you know, uh, build my own business. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. I love that story. It's absolutely inspirational. And there is actually an element, an expansion to that, that I would love for you to share. It's about how you created your vision for what you're living today years ago and how you see that everything that you have written down actually turned out to become your reality. Can you speak about that as well as how is that a process that maybe you help people or recommend or coach people to actually do so that they turn their dreams into more concrete goals and into reality? Okay, uh, I'll be happy to do that. I used to sell Kirby vacuums door to door, <laughs> right? It's honestly like one of the worst jobs I've ever had, but it's also the best job I've ever had in terms of, uh, you know, when it comes to learning skills, because, you know, you go to somebody's house for two hours, three hours, you're cleaning your uh, vacuum and everything because you're demonstrating the product and, and, you know, in hopes that they would buy in the end of the presentation. So what I would do is in between jobs, like, you know, sometimes I might have to drive an hour to go to the next place that I'm doing the demonstration for. I would listen to Brian Tracy. I would listen to Mark Victor Hansen. Uh, you know, um, I would listen to all these different audiobooks. And one of the things that they all had in common, you know, besides the skills and the trainings about sales, it was always having a vision, right? It's like, look, life can be two things. It can be the way you, you know, the way you draw it. Like you can basically create your own life, having a vision, having a dream, having a goal and becoming obsessed with it. Or you can actually, uh, you know, just let life dictate how you think, you know, life is going to, you know, wherever you end up. And most likely it's not going to be somewhere that you're going to be thrilled with. And I'd listen to it, but I actually never actioned it. 
But then one day, <laughs> late night, I'm watching this video of a guy named Frank Hearn, and you know, he kind of wrote uh, your perfect day. Like, what would your perfect day look like? So I wrote it down. This was 2008, and I still have that notebook. I think I might have even showed it to you last time we spoke, but I still I carry it with me every single time. Um, and he's like, if there was one day, like, you know, what, what would your perfect day look like? Where are you living? How much money are you making? How are you making your money? How are you spending time with your family? Like, and you have to describe and write everything down in, in, in detail, right? So I wrote down, I live in Dubai. I, you know, I wrote down the kind of house that I live in. I wrote down how I'm making my life. You know, I'm like, I just want to make money with using my laptop and a phone. That's it. Nothing else. Um, I wrote down what my house, like the, my garden looks like. I, I mean, it, it's crazy. And then when I, and a few years later, lo and behold, that it like 80% of that, you know, whatever I wrote down on that perfect day notebook came into fruition. Now, I'm sure everybody listening to this has heard a story. Maybe they've watched a YouTube video. Maybe they've listened to uh, either Tony Robbins or one of these guys telling them, write down your goal, write down your vision, look at it daily, look at it every single night, look at it every single morning when you wake up. But the question is, how many of you actually done it, right? I remember one time I was speaking in the same event with Mark Victor Hansen. He told me, and he, and he showed, not even, not even told me, he showed me, his, like he opened up his wallet. He's like, well, this is my goal. He's like, I look at it every single day. And he told me the story of when, you know, before he made his first $100,000, he had a check for $100,000, like on top of his bed. So every night when he was going to sleep, that's the last thing he saw. And the first thing he woke up, and whenever he woke up, that was the first thing he saw. So, you know, uh, it's just crazy. And, you know, from now on, every single time that I want something, I make sure that it's written. I make sure I'm looking at it because the universe has certain powers that I cannot explain to you. I don't think anybody can, but all I know is if you actually want something, you write it down and you look at it and you, you, you pursue it, the chances of happening, of, for, of it happening is a lot greater than if you don't have that stuff written down. I love what you said there for real. It's actually inspiring and a great reminder because I remember you mentioned Tony Robbins and he was speaking in one of his events and said that according to his own research, 80% of people who buy any book or course don't even open it. And then the 20% who open it, 15% don't go beyond the first video or chapter. And then only 5% complete it to the end and 1% implement anything. So <laughs> let's try to be in that 1% that actually does things because I believe there is a lot of good, great things out there in the world. It's not just intellectual entertainment like uh, Netflix for the mind. It should be action. Action is the only thing that creates results and needle. I know that you're somebody who, whenever you reach a goal, you look at the next level, the higher vision, the upper echelon of what is possible next. First, how can you inspire people who might be settling down right now for a comfortable level that they're okay with to push to that next level? Why? And to you, what is your vision for the next step in your evolution? So the first part of the question, I truly believe one of the greatest enemy to us humans is comfort, right? Um, I'm sure you've heard the line, good is the enemy of great, 
by uh, Jim Collins' book, right? Good to Great, I believe. Uh, and, and a lot of times we just become comfortable, right? As Tony says, I mean, again, I love quoting Tony, right? He's like, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, nothing happens unless a should becomes a must, right? And, a lot, you know, so people usually just wait till it's the last hurdle when their back is against the wall and, and you know, it becomes a do and die situation. And unfortunately, that's how, you know, that, that's one of the few ways to, that you can get the best out of somebody. So for me, one thing I learned is that, you know, I don't like to think short term. I like to think in five years, in 10 years, where do I want to be? in 10 years, right? And, and what am I doing about that today so that I'm never, you know, uh, become becoming comfortable? Like, if you look at my life today, yeah, I mean, I could be like, listen, I live in Dubai, I, ha I have a nice place, I've got my family. Um, there's really nothing that I need uh, to get me up at 6am in the morning, right? I could be sleeping every single day if I want. But the thing is that, you know, uh, that, that's, that's short-term thinking. Uh, Amazon, when you, when, you, when you listen to Jeff Bezos, he's talking about, you know, well, we're in quarter of 2025 right now. We're in quarter four of 2027 right now. That's what they're working towards. And that's what we have to be as human beings. Otherwise, you know, we'll, we'll get comfortable and, and that comfort is going to lead to procrastination. That procrastination is going to lead to more procrastination. And then eventually we'll find ourselves in a place where, uh, you know, uh, we either have to either, you know, fight for our lives because we just let things go bad and you know our business might be in a very bad situation that we might not even be able to recover our relationships might be in a bad situation that we, we cannot even recover so you know so that's why i'm always like i said i always like to think long term and that's what keeps me uh motivated yes and i truly believe that one of the biggest competitive advantages somebody can have is to have um, like their sight on 10 years plus goals because being reactive and reacting to what happens in one quarter in your business or in six months and whatever is not actually what leads to that long-term legacy and growth and impact and success that we can be capable of if we look to the horizon instead of in front of our feet and needle. I know you're also somebody who's always growing, always learning, always discovering more about business and success and life. You, as someone who has been both an employee and you have your own business and you help business owners with their growth and scaling, what are some of the mindsets or the thoughts that you believe someone, when they're beginning their business, should actually be aware of or things to implement so that they're ready when they come to you or someone, an expert like you, for you to have the easiest and simplest and fastest way to help them grow and succeed, which can be mindset, but also beyond that in the way they structure and make their business ready, for example, to work with you. Uh, great. Uh, see, the toughest thing, Abdelaziz, is when people want to change any kind of situation, be it you want to go from an employee to an entrepreneur, uh, be it you want to take your business from one level to the next level, right? The first thing you have to change is your environment. And by that, I mean, you need to surround yourself with people who make you better, people who are, you know, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room, right? And you don't want to surround yourself with people who've never done 
what you're trying to achieve. So that's why a lot of times like, well, you know, I don't think this is going to work because my aunt or my cousin or my brother who's never done, you know, who's never had a business, here's what they're, here's what, here's what they think. So for me, what I learned is anytime that I'm trying to achieve something, the first question I ask myself is who can I surround myself with? Who has done this? Who can I reach out to so that I can, you know, somehow, some way add value to their life and in return, they can help me or guide me with this thing. Um, and, and, you know, and that's what served me well. So the mentor that I was telling you uh, that really changed my life, it's because, you know, for the first three years, I was around bad people who all, you know, every single time I failed at something, they just tell me, oh yeah, I see, I told you so. Uh, why are you working so hard? Why are you doing this? Why don't you just get a job? Why don't you just go back to school? So, so like that environment was actually toxic for me. But when I finally found a mentor who was earning seven figures, who was self-made, who was very successful, now all of a sudden I started to think different. You have to learn how to think like, you know, uh, like an entrepreneur. A lot of people come in, start a business, but they still get that employee mindset. You know, I, I coach so many people who have a business, yet they're like, yeah, you know, I only like to work about you know, five hours a day, six hours a day, and their business is falling apart. Why? Because in their mind, they still got the employee mindset. They want to clock in and clock out. Uh, so you need to surround yourself with smart people. You need to know who you want to reach out to. You want to figure out the person who's actually helping you or guiding who's actually done that thing. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's so many of those people around us. You just have to find, you know, the right person for you. I agree 100%. And in systems theory, they speak about how the environment is really one of the biggest things that will impact the performance of any system. It's okay. often the environment is the bottleneck rather than something inside. And to ask you more about, you are somebody who is highly, highly networked and you know some of the best people in the world and they add value to your life and you add value to them and you're always growing your network and pushing the limits and having people grateful and lucky to know you. What are the principles that you employ in your networking? What are some of the practical things that you do? And what is your whole approach to this? Um, yeah, that's, that's a very good question. Um, you know, I, I truly believe everybody in this world is walking around trying to figure something out. It doesn't matter if they're rich. It doesn't matter if they're poor. It doesn't matter what part of the world they're from. There is something missing in their life. And a great skill to have is to figure out what that thing is, right? Um, and, and so, so what, one, thing I, so, you know, one thing I learned a long time ago is to just ask the right questions. So usually when, when you meet uh, highly influential people, Right when you meet celebrities, and uh, as you know, we work with that kind of, with those kind of people in our agency here. Um, a lot of times, you know, like nine out of ten times, people ask them for something. Right? People are just trying to figure out ways to get at them, ways to get something out of them. So it's very rare when someone comes in from an opposite approaches and asks them, you know, if there's a way that they can help them, if there's a way they can do something for them. More importantly, if you can actually know what that thing is, maybe you did a research or maybe they said something or maybe you, you, you watched a video that they did and you're like, yeah, I can add value to this person in this regard. So for me, it's a very natural, you know, my natural ability is to talk to somebody, ask them a few questions. And then before you know it, I know exactly what they need help with. And I either know someone 
or some solutions that I've tried before or whatever it may be, but I lead them to that solution. And what happens in that is that they, now they see me as a valuable person in their life, right? Now they either refer me to somebody else, they refer me to, the, you know, they kind of invite me into their network. And now I know that one person turns into three people and then it turns into 10, it turns into 100. So to simplify the answer is I'm always finding ways to add value into people's lives. It doesn't matter if they're big, it doesn't matter if they're small. Um, and, you know, and, and I, don't, I just make this a way of life. Right. It's just like I literally don't care who the person is. I don't care if it's a uh, someone I, like a waiter. Like if I'm, you know, I'm waiting for the person. He comes in. I'll ask him a few questions. Then the next thing you know is I might be able to help that person find uh, a solution that they're looking for. And that's what helped me the most. I love that. And it reminds me actually of something that happened very, very recently. Um, Ryan from No Code, No Problem, who is pretty famous in this community. I helped him with something and then he introduced me to 10 founders the next day because he was so excited and grateful and I'm like thank you that is actually huge especially to get introduced by someone who is trusted into people who normally you cannot get direct access to them easily especially those CEOs and kinds of people who if I don't have directly in my network so I guess I have seen this work out in real practical life examples. It's not just a theoretical thing that says be good and good things happen. It actually being good works. And Absolutely. I know. And it is inspiring to see that you've been doing that for decades, actually, and it compiles and it compounds into something absolutely wonderful. And Nido, can you speak a bit about the uh, coaching program that you are planning on launching and on having active and getting the best of the best of the cream of the people into? What is it about? What is the vision for it? What are the benefits? And what are the requirements to be part of that? Uh, great. Uh, yeah, so basically, you know, uh, after working with exclusive clients, I guess you can say that for, you know, nearly a decade. And, uh, you know, so I had a lot of private clients where I was behind the scenes, I ran their businesses. So what I decided to do was really kind of cut down on that because that was taking a lot of my time, uh, especially having to implement a lot of the strategies uh, to help them differentiate themselves, to attract more new clients, grow revenue, etc. I decided to just teach people how to run, grow and scale their business. Uh, so the coaching program is really, you know, uh, it's a freedom, freedom or nothing. Uh, that's really my motto. Uh, I like to help entrepreneurs, uh, not only grow their businesses, but actually to enjoy life, right. Have a purpose behind what they're doing, spend more time with their family, spend more time doing things outside the business and giving them the structure, strategy systems to operate that. But more importantly, the mindset that is required, that's required without to actually just let go. <laughs> That's, I mean, believe it or not, a lot of entrepreneurs, they just think if they leave or step away from the business, everything is going to fall apart. And I, you know, and, and a lot of that's because of the ego, right? So, so this is what this program is about, right? It's just basically getting a bunch of smart people, uh, create an environment where they get the training, the tools and the support they need to help them push their business forward while they enjoy more freedom. 
Um, and, and, you know, so this is actually for, I started about six months ago. It's going very well. Um, we're trying to get hundred people in the group. We're about 30 there. Um, and this was launched like back in, you can say my birthday, which is uh, in September. Um, yeah. And, and it's going pretty well. So, yeah. And so you ask the requirements, requirements are just, you just have to be an entrepreneur who is, uh, you know, like, like it's very simple. Um, somebody who is relentless, you know, like I'm not a guy who's going to promise you results. I'm not a guy who's going to, uh, give you this, like, you know, uh, overnight success, uh, promises that everybody else likes to make to be successful is going to be a tough journey. So this group is kind of like being part of an Ironman group or, you know, those tough, uh, uh, races, right. So, but we, we got your back. We'll support you, but it is going to be tough, but we will get you there as long as you don't quit. I love it. And I believe, you know, in that David Goggin thing, which is the dog mentality or what he says, he says, you know, taking souls, which has been so relentless that the last person will give up and you're still going. And they're like, how can you still be going? And that's what he's all about. And I believe that's actually a secret to success to many, many, many famous people, even if many sell the easy way to riches that's not what they practice it's what they preach because yeah. the reality is relentless grit and going for it till the last drop of sweat and tears and nido for people who want to come connect with you to find you to reach out or to hear more from you what are your links and the ways where they can get in touch so there are a few ways. Uh, I'm very active on Instagram uh, and also LinkedIn, not as much, but Instagram. Uh, so, you know, Nido Abdo, N-I-D-O, D like Dr. O, A, B like boy, D like Dr. O, <laughs> no, Nido Abdo. Uh, so on both sides, uh, that's one. Nido Abdo at gmail.com is the email or Nido at NidoAbdo.com. Uh, yeah, so those are the, basically the, the best ways to get at me, um, you know, whichever one is more convenient. For sure. And I will put some of those links in the description. Nido, it was a pleasure and honor and a privilege to have you here today. The pleasure is mine. Thanks for having me. Applaudis. Mm -hmm.